Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9. We've got a lot on the show today, this Friday, as the Raiders are getting ready to play the Denver Broncos in Denver. And we've got two interviews from uh, the offensive and defensive coordinator. So Gus Bradley's uh, interview will be first. And he's going to talk about how it's not going to be a problem for him to interact with co- new head coach, interim head coach, uh, Basasia, uh, as he's been named the special teams uh, co- coordinator and associate head coach, assistant head coach, has been named the head coach for the Raiders currently right now. And getting ready for, uh, first of all, all that interaction, the interaction with the players and the interaction with Coach Basasia and how they're getting ready to play the Denver Broncos. So we're going to bring you that interview right now and this is courtesy of the Raiders Network. You've known John Gruden for a long time. Yeah. Did any of that uh, ever come out like what you read in those emails and things like that? No, you know what? Um, it's hard. I, you know, I've thought about this. Usually I come in here and think about practice and come in and visit with you and I know that's going to be a topic and you know sometimes you're searching for the word because there are feelings you know and uh, you know heartache and I know Mike Tomlin, and I saw he said something about sadden, and I think maybe that's the best word to describe it. You're sadden for everybody, the organization, for Coach Groove, for people involved, and and uh, but yet at the same time, you know, I think I was raised to always believe something good's about to happen, and sometimes that's challenge, right, in a week like this. But that's what we believe. Thankfully, we have a really good locker room. And um, the players, every player in that room, just like a lot of people in the world, have all gone through adversity, and they know how to handle it. And they're professionals, as we are as coaches. And, um, you know, now we've got a job to do, and we're excited about the next opportunity. So you kind of battle that first emotion, and then you move on and say, all right, something good's about to happen. Let's go see. And um, you get great energy from our players. They've, They've showed great leadership and obviously the coaching staff. You had uh, Greg on staff in Jacksonville. I believe he called the plays in 60 yeah. before you let him go. What do you remember about his capabilities? And obviously that was a different roster than what you sure. have here, but how he's capable of just taking over. You know what, what's great about Greg is how he utilizes personnel. And, um, you know, he's so consistent. He's got a definite philosophy on how he wants to go about doing it and meshing things together. And, uh, you know, he knows this team so well, the offensive players and the talent of them. 
and um, he'll do outstanding. I've got a lot of respect for him. Greg and Rich Versace, Tom Cable, that's a big reason as well why I came back to get an opportunity to work with them again. He called the plays, I believe, Derek's rookie season as well, so they've had a relationship before he left and came back. And just seen from afar, obviously, just that, that bond and how important right. it is. Well, with the quarterback, obviously, there's got to be great trust, you know, and I think, you know, if you have a new coaching staff, it takes time to build that where Greg and Derek have that relationship. I assume, you know, they, they I know they've known each other for a great deal of time, and my conversations with Derek, I think it's pretty evident how he feels about Greg. So, you know, without being over there all the time, you know, anticipate it going very smoothly. From watching film, uh, what have you noticed about you all's run defense and how can you all? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's something that we've addressed, we've taken a look at. Um, you know, there's, it's consistently, we talk about in the game, you know, they got to be at under four yards of carry. And yet, you know, I think Chicago's at 3.9, but it just didn't feel like where we needed it to be. So we had some missed assignments. We did some more things on defense. We pressured some more, and we had some miscommunication, more self-inflicted errors. So it's back, you know, and, and uh, we're not going to change much who we are, you know, so it's more about just consistency and getting the call and execution of the call more consistently. Does it feel like you're taking maybe as much of a head coaching role without being the head coach as you possibly can? in this league right now? Uh, no, I don't look at it. I think, you know, we're in charge or, you know, of 25 or 28 guys, and, and um, you know, we're here to serve them and serve the head coach. And like I said, Rich Versace and I have a great relationship. And, I mean, he's a very strong leader. And the, the great thing about him is it gives immediate direction, you know, in a time like this. And you know exactly where he stands, what is expected, and we go. And the relationship that he has with the players and the staff, there's complete trust. And I think that's just such a big part of it. Gus, what are you most encouraged with with this defense? Um, you know, the, I think that in the past game, the, the consistency where we're at with coverage, I think we're doing some pretty good things there. Um, we're recognizing some indicators and things like that and the communication of it. We're not exactly there yet. There's some plays where, you know, we miss some opportunities on it. Um, disappointed in the number of takeaways. You know, we, in the first couple of games we had some, but, but I'm still seeing it. You know, they're going for the ball. They're just not coming out. So we just got to take advantage of those opportunities when they're created. Mink's got uh, put, you know, pushed into some duty uh, the last couple of games. Seems like he's responded well, at least from our end. Yeah. He has. I mean, and, and, I mean, it's a tough position to go into. But, you know, I think Amik issue in the offseason when we were going through OTA was just more consistent place. Do we know, love the man, but what are we going to get playing in and play out? And I think, you know, now that he's playing more, you can start to feel that players exactly, you know, know where he's going to be. He's building that confidence, that consistency. So, you know, everybody's got to have trust with everybody on the unit, and he's building that. Coach, on the defense side of the ball, you have two captains, and you've got Ethan Godway and Max Crosby. What have you seen or what have you liked about the way they've been able to rally this team together? Well, I mean, they're so consistent. When they walk in the building, you know exactly what you're going to get. And uh, they have a unique style and they can call guys out. You know, if, if it's not to, to the standard we want, they'll call them out. They'll call them out in meetings on the field. But yet it's a, in, in a way of, you know, more the, the standards, the most important thing. And our standard won't change regardless of the circumstances. Yesterday, uh, Carl took a day off to, to clear his head, as, as Mike Mayock said. How did he respond by returning to that? He's team? great. He's been a great teammate now. 
you know, and that's why I say I think things like this affect people differently, and you understand that part of it. But great communicator, you know, and um, it was great to have him back. And he, you know, he, whenever he comes back, he provides a little juice for us, and you know, so he was he was great in the meetings, and he's all caught up and ready to go. What are you seeing teams do uh, with your edge rushers? Are you seeing a lot of tight ends rub before they go out? Or? We're seeing a little bit more of that. Yeah, the chips that we're seeing, especially on third down, you know, to try to affect it. So, um, you know, that's something that we're pretty aware of. And we did some different things to try to get the chips off. And um, But then, you know, that's part of it. When they chip, that's less guys out. You know, you have to look at it that way, too. Or if they do come out, it's usually delayed routes. So, you know, anytime they have to go max protection because of the rush, it allows more guys in coverage and you can get tighter coverage. You spent a lot of time with uh, Melvin Gordon, kind of seeing what kind of player he is. What kind of stands out to you in terms of uh, who he is as a player? I, I think he's playing his best football. I, I don't know if he's leaned up. Um, you know, he, he just looks faster, uh, playing with a great deal of confidence right now, um, whether he's fresher or what. But, I mean, it shows up on tape. Uh, he's, I've always been impressed with him, uh, working beside him. But, uh, you know, he just, he just feels like you feel him on the tape now. He's, um, you know, he's very fast, good instincts, uh, you know, can make you miss in the open field. So that's a really good combination, their backs. Gus, problems and adversity can galvanize people. With the events of the last week, have you sensed your side of the ball, guys, just even getting closer? They're pretty strong. Um, you're, you're right. I think adversity, you know, gives you an opportunity to demonstrate who you are or how you, you know, handle things. And um, that's something that we've talked about, but I think it's pretty, it's their character anyway. But... Uh, they're, they're pretty close, but I can see them kind of conversing with each other and talking through some things. But, you know, the one thing I, I think I've noticed with players is they're pretty resilient, you know, they, uh, even more so than coaches. Uh, they get over things pretty quick, and, you know, they deal with it, and they move on to the next thing. And, all right, you know, how, what's the game plan? How are we going to go about this? And um, that's what I appreciate about them is their, their, their resiliency. And, um, you know, they understand it's a difficult situation, but the, the, the ability to quickly recover and then move on. So I really like where we're at right now. I mean, the way we practice, it was good to get back in pads yesterday, you know, that part of it. I think we needed that just to sharpen up our skills. And they took to it, and, and uh, they saw it on film, and we'll get better because of it. Coach, as a former head coach, what kind of advice have you either offered to um, Rich Bisaccia or to your players uh, as far as handling this experience? What have you drawn from, from that experience? Right. Well, Rich and I talk a lot. I mean, we, you know, converse, and we have for years, you know, just – you know, it was at the Senior Bowl, we had breakfast together and just talked through things. And, you know, when I was a head coach, you know, so it's more of a relationship like that. But he's so easy to follow just because of the way he leads. Uh, he's one of those guys, unique. He can get after a player and they walk out and, you know, there's no issue, you know, because they, they know where his heart is. So he's just a tremendous leader, someone that I've grown from and uh, learned a lot but we have multiple conversations but since this has taken place really not that many but you know i'm sure we'll talk and we will continue to do and he's such a you know he'll bounce things off he have practice things but he does that with all the coaches and then ends up uh you know coming up with the decision we go with it the defense in general has been good you mentioned uh one more turnovers is the other one red zone uh yeah yeah, in red zone and, you know, coming back to it, some technique things. We're just not clean on it. And, uh, 
you know, we've looked at, we've kind of changed some things up, what we're doing down there, but it still comes back to, you know, everything happens so fast down there and we just got to match that speed and that execution has to match that speed. So, you know, it's a little bit of a work in progress right now, but we just got to, we got to execute down there better because these opportunities, you know, the worst case, you know, they should have three, you know, and, and we're not doing that right now. It's all set. Okay. Thank you. In 1925, Modelo began brewing beer for those who believe in better. A model beer, steeped in the tradition of tireless effort. A rich, Pilsner-style lager for those who wear their heart and heritage on their rolled-up sleeve. Since our first batch to every bottle raised today, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you're made of. Modelo Especial, brewed for those with a fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9 FM. And we are going to bring you the second interview with Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator. And again, how he is interacting with Coach Basaccia and Derek Carr, uh, one of the big questions. So here is that interview, uh, courtesy of the Raiders Network. I know John was, you know, the, the head of the offense, uh, so to speak, um, but now you are. And how does this change, and how does it maybe change how you and Derek collaborate uh, moving forward in terms of game plan? Uh, you know, it really hasn't changed much at all, to be quite honest with you. We've, uh, you know, I've been in every meeting involving Derek Carr and the offensive game plan. Um, we've got a veteran staff and Edgar Bennett, who really controls that wide receiver run group. We've got Tom Cable, uh, who, you know, has controlled the offensive line and, and uh, communicated with, with the offensive line. And then uh, John and myself and uh, assistant Johnny Moe really met with Derek or the quarterbacks as a group uh, through every meeting. So as far as that go, the communication part of it hasn't changed at all other than the voice that they're hearing now, the plan from. Um, and then obviously our, our work schedule during the week, we've remained the same this week with the exception that as John's not involved. Without giving away any secrets or anything, but is it fair to say that you look at things maybe a little bit differently than, than John did and that might uh, express itself in, in the Yeah, I think, you know, you change play callers, there may be a different flow. Uh, but our offense, we feel very good as a staff about the offense that we have in place and the way we go about, again, implementing a game plan and, and the process at which, at which we work during the week. Uh, we've kept that process the same this week. Again, we're just a man short. So... Uh, we feel good about the process, and again, feel real strong about the staff that uh, we're surrounded with. Even back to 2014, can you just kind of put in your words your relationship with Carr? Uh, you know, strong. I mean, obviously, I was part of the, the uh, organization that drafted him. So, um, always, and as I left here, I still remained in contact with Derek, and uh, obviously, I have a lot of respect. For the you know the way his career has has unfolded, uh, ton of respect for him. Now I've got a chance to be with him again, um, and just you know just it's a personal as well as business relationship, and I think that's important uh, in that role that I've had, obviously with him, and that role that we'll have going forward. Greg, obviously you you called plays before, but what kind of adjustment is it to to go from back on plays to doing so kind of in the middle of the season? Well, I just think your role changes somewhat. Your uh, with John, you know, it was suggestions uh, throughout the game on the headset. Suggestions. Here's, here's what I, how I see it, Coach. Here's the suggestions. He's big into that. I, I, you know, I need suggestions, and I need sometimes a buffer between Derek and I in the emotion of the game. So uh, 
that's really the, all that will change. Again, I'll lean on Tom, I'll lean on Edgar, I'll lean on the staff that we have here, who is a, really, I'm fortunate to be or surrounded with a veteran group of coaches. I think coach felt the same way when he was here, that he had a veteran group of offensive coaches. And because of that, I think our process is, is, uh, was very effective. Uh, so just feel good about it. But, um, you know, it, it won't change a whole lot. Greg, when the, when the running game is not working, do you sometimes have to use looking the pass to set up the run? I know you don't abandon it. Sometimes don't you have to make adjustment there? Well, I done it. I think if you look at how the season started, we were ahead. We've been heavy, heavy pass, heavy drop back. So, uh, you know, we're still trying to find the right combination up front. We made some change. We made change last week. Obviously, moving Alex inside, uh, and and that's kind of where we're at. I think uh, as I've talked to you, we train all those guys in different places, but there's certain uh, certainly uh, you're trying to marry the run game with the play action game in the movement game and uh, we'll continue to look at ways to to make those two work together so uh, but I think it's been more more than anything it's just been trying to find the the combination of five guys working together and them having a chance to be together you know in extended uh, games you don't want nobody wants it to happen this way but you are a play caller probably at heart I mean does it excite you to be back in that role no matter Obviously not this way, but just be back in this role. Yeah, I say opportunity comes in many different ways, and certainly this wasn't the opportunity that I was looking for. But, uh, yeah, there's always excitement about that. I think you get into the coaching profession, you get into the coordinator role uh, to take on that responsibility. So there's a tremendous amount of responsibility that goes with it. But uh, is excitement a word? Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, there's a lot, of, a lot of feelings going through a lot of the players and coaches this week. Uh, but it's opportunity would probably be the word that I would I would say that I'm looking at. Coming about changes, uh, something that Coach Bradley just came and said was one of your biggest positive factors is your personal movements and how different you make things. How imperative is it to make sure that you keep things as different and as possible going up against like Von Miller, who's seen basically every yeah. offense in the league? Yes, yeah, our our philosophy, you know, as, as an offensive staff, or you know. Things that look the same but are different. How do you make it look the same to defense? What we did last week, how is that going to look the same to them and yet have a different spin off of it? And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of times it's not rocket science, but there is an art to that. And uh, we're fortunate that we felt like, we feel like we have, again, very strong uh, skill positions, the tight ends, the running backs, and the wide receivers that we can mix and match and, and use different personnel groupings, as Gus had alluded to, and uh, keep them off balance that way and yet keep the Keep the concept somewhat basic and simple. How difficult has it been for you to balance the relationship with Gruden and why you came to the Raiders and why you're here now versus the job you have to do? Yeah, uh, you know, it's not obviously an easy situation for anybody uh, and part of the organization uh, to go through. I think, uh, you know, I'm just saddened uh, by the pain that's caused so many people really uh, for so many different reasons. So, uh, but I think we have a job to do. Uh, everyone understand as players and coaches to a man, we had a, a great meeting yesterday with owner Mark and, and Mike Mayock and, and Rich Passacci did a tremendous job in the team meeting uh, and players spoke. And, you know, th there was, there was a, a chance kind of for players to open up uh, to coaches and vice versa. And I think it's, it's been a, as good a week as uh, possible, really, just based on the character of the team that we have put together here. I really give credit to the players on the way that they've been able to handle this week. Uh, obviously, you know, again, like I said, there are a lot of a lot of feelings. Most of them 
sadness, really. But I guess, is it uncomfortable just as a human being? I mean, just having to navigate that and it's week six, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, the, you know, again, the show goes on. It's no different. I, we always talk about it as a staff and as a team. You know, if it's no different than if you had a significant injury to a player. You know, someone else has got to step up, and the, the, the band plays on. So uh, that's, that's kind of been the mindset. You know, we, we're going to rally around Rich Passaccia, and uh, we're going to keep going. And uh, like I said, we, we feel real strong about, one, the talent on the team and where we're at. Certainly we're three and two. Uh, things can get better, but we still see the arrow going up, and uh, we've got new leadership. But the players are the same, and uh, for most of the part, for the most part, the coaching staff is intact. We lost it. We lost our leader, John. But we just again, next man up, Rich Bisacci, and next man up would be Greg Olson on the offensive side. But the rest of it stayed the same. So uh, that's just the mindset that this team has taken. And again, real credit to the character of the players that we have on it. Sorry, Coach, when you were talking about, you know, talking to the players, dealing with their emotions, you know, kind of moving forward from there. Is there, is part of your job this week and maybe even in the future, understanding, like, okay, we're trying to push forward. Or sometimes we might have to take our foot off the gas a little bit and, hey, maybe guys are still adapting mentally. Is, is that, like, part of the process? Oh, no question. Offering counseling and really there's been a lot of that. And I think, I know Rich has probably alluded to that, too, that, uh, you know, the, there's been more players upstairs. Normally, uh, all the meetings are downstairs in the rooms, and we're talking football. But there's been more players that have wandered up the stairway, and I just need a chance to talk to somebody. And uh, again, I can't say enough about the character of players that we have established on this team in terms of that, being able to openly communicate and express their feelings and express their emotions. Uh, so that has been part of this week as well. Uh, I wouldn't call it a distraction. It's just, it's part of it. You know, it's life. You know, it's, it's life. And, uh, you know, nobody, again, I, it's, so many people are saddened by it, by the pain that it's caused so many different people, but you just keep moving on. All right, thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey. We could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And the Las Vegas Knights ran into a buzzsaw last night in a 6-2 loss to the L.A. Kings. And there's a trivia question you can use. Uh, what Las Vegas Knight has scored two goals in the first two games but hasn't taken a shot? And that would be Chandler Stevenson. So in the game against the Kraken, uh, 
he directed a puck off of his skate, which was a good goal off of the blade, actually, of the skate. And then last night, he got hit in the shin guard, and it bounced in. So he was credited with the goal. So, uh, as we said, he did not play real well. A uh, bunch of injuries. Mark Stone goes out with an injury. Uh, Pete DeBoer really didn't say what it was. Said something he's been dealing with. Uh, he may have aggravated it, but uh, we won't know until today or tomorrow. But they've got some time now to kind of heal up and see if they can get ready uh, before they play again. So here is Coach Pete DeBoer of the Vegas Golden Knights post-game press conferences. This is courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you know what, not, not Robin's play. Um, actually, I thought he might have been our best player through two periods. Um, you know, uh, LB hadn't played since game five of exhibition. And, uh, you know, we're going to need both goalies this year. And, you know, I just saw it as an opportunity to, to get LB some work, you know, maybe spark our team, you know, on a night where we didn't have a lot going on. I think there was just a... A lot of reasons, but n none of them were based on Robin's performance. He, he, uh, he couldn't do anything for for us tonight. A few of the guys have mentioned just lack of energy. Did you, did you think it was anything the team did to kind of zap that? Or um, you? yeah, you know what I mean. I I've sat here and and uh, I I think I think it would be disrespectful to say, you know, we were no good. You got to give them credit. They they played a hell of a game. Their big guys were were uh, were great. Uh, Kopitar, Dowdy, um, you know, their top two lines, um, they, they were really good, you know, uh, and we weren't, but you got to give them credit. So do you have an update on Mark Stone? No. When you saw the play from the bench, it looked like a non-contest. Yeah, it was, a, it was an effort. innocent play, just locked up. Uh, I don't have a, a report, and I won't probably until tomorrow sometime. Is that a new injury, or he aggravated something? <clears throat> He's been dealing with uh, with something um, on and off, but it hasn't it hasn't bothered him to the point that he hasn't been able to play. When you have five days in between the next game like this, especially early in the year, like you get great opportunity to go over some of the things in these two games. Yeah, for sure, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, we're we're going to take the five days. We've got to. We've got to practice. We've got to get healthy. Uh, you know, we want to get some of these bodies back, um, and and we've got to work at our game. I mean, this is going to be a a work in progress. You know, but you know, I, I think this wasn't about X and O's tonight. Uh, you know, I thought they won all the one-on-one -on -one confrontations for the puck. They were the hungrier team in a, in a lot of areas, and uh, you know that's. That's something we've got to fix. I mean, does that make it challenging that you don't, don't have this game tape? Because it's like the effort wasn't there, so how do I evaluate? Yeah, 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 for sure. But, um, you know, there's always little things you can take. But I, I think we've got a group of pros that know when they got uh, got out uh, outworked. And, uh, I mean, I think they probably said it when they came through here. And so we'll start there. I know, I know it's a tough game for these two guys, but Lecision and Romberg, they looked like they were. Yeah, they held they were their pretty own. pretty well. What did you think yeah. overall? 
you know what? Two, two kids came in. I, I thought they did a good job. First NHL games in a in a tough environment against a real good team, and uh, they 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 weren't our worst players. They they held their own and did some good stuff. The uh, the line with Patrick Dadnoff and Kolasar. Uh, did you feel like they played well? Would you like? To play? <sighs> I guess especially Patrick and and Kolasar chemistry. Yeah. Um. I thought uh, I thought. You know, if I had to rank who I like tonight on our team, uh, Coley would have been right near the top of that list for sure. I, I thought he was good. Um, you know, got in a scrap. I thought he was driving pucks. He made some plays. He did some good things. After that, there, there wasn't a lot of guys I'll be mentioning, you know, that I thought had, had good nights or good chemistry. <laughs> Do you approach these next five games as almost like a training camp 2.0 where you can kind of... <coughs> yeah, well, we, 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 yeah we'd, like, we'd like to. Uh, you know, it depends how many guys we have available, though. Like, you know, I'd love to be able to run a practice, but, you know, we've got four or five guys injured, and, you know, a couple of these kids are going to go back down to Henderson and play. They've got their home opener tomorrow, so... You know we're we're gonna we're gonna do what we can with the bodies we can over the next five days to keep moving this in the right direction. Would you anticipate having at least the end mark back and get him out of COVID protocol? I don't know. Or is that thing really? I don't know. Still touch and go. Yeah, you know, I, do, I, I don't know. Yeah. I hope so. I don't know. And, and Juan Ferrier, are they making any progress to where they can? Uh, I don't. I I don't have an answer for you yet. Welcome to Coach's Corner, and we've got a great guest here. Julia Abuzide, the general manager of Mesquite Gaming Casablanca Hotel and Resort. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for having me. Now, we've got some great news about the Casablanca. You've, you've, you've kind of just swept a bunch of awards here um, in the Review Journal's annual Best Of, correct? That is correct. The Casablanca Resort received the gold award as top destination uh, for uh, for our hotel and our property. That's awesome. Very thrilled about that's, that. That's the best you can get. That's the best you can get. So It's an amazing recognition for, for our property. Well, and, espe and, and especially who you have to compete against because you're competing against the big boys down here in Las Vegas. That is correct. So that that is totally awesome. Awesome and unbelievable. Yep. So um, now... One of the things, and some of the if people don't know, you offer everything at the Casablanca. You've got gaming, you've got a world class spa, you've got unbelievable dining at Catherine's. Uh, that that in is, in of itself has received a bunch of awards. Correct. So Catherine's Steakhouse yes. won the silver award. That is correct. We took a silver award in fine dining. Yes, and that's awesome. And also. Casablanca is one of the top 100 romantic restaurants in the country, uh, correct? Four years in a row on open table. We're very thrilled about that prestigious honor. Yeah, that's that's great. And if you haven't been to the, the restaurant, it's unbelievable. Service is great. Food is unbelievable. And right now we're finishing up stone crab season. we got about another couple, three weeks maybe, of stone crab. And they have their stone crab flown in fresh daily, and it's unbelievable. Um, and, and along with... The other, you have great wine selections, but the thing that's really amazing to me, very, very economical for anybody that wants to come and, and have a great meal at a very good price compared to what's happening down here 
in Las Vegas. Absolutely. Catherine's is a very affordable, fine dining restaurant, uh, great steaks. Uh, we have great seafood, and we're just thrilled that we, we have that recognition on the Silver Award for the fine dining. And, and we took bronze also for best date night spot at Catherine's. So <laughs> super excited about all the awards that, that Gaming and Casablanca took from the Best of Las Vegas. And it's definitely an experience you have to, you have to go and, and visit it. It's a great experience. The service is outstanding. Food is great. Um, your wines... Your wines are compared to what's the price of a bottle of wine in Vegas would be fifty percent, maybe. Oh, absolutely! You could get two bottles for the price of one out here in Mesquite. <laughs> right, right. So, um, so again, if you get a chance and you're up in up in the Mesquite area, stop over, go to. You got to get a reservation though, because they they're packed. They they we, sell out quick. We do, we do. Yeah. Sure. Now you've also got some additional awards. You got some bronze awards. For the Casablanca Resort and Casino, right? Absolutely. The Casablanca took bronze in a few different categories. We took best of golf course at the Casablanca Golf Course, uh, best family and friendly hotel. You know, pool season is here. So, and the pool is heated and open seven days a week now. Uh, great staycation. We're only 70 miles outside of Vegas. So, you know, head north on the 15 and, and you've come to a great little spot for a little R&R. Right, and you've got you've also have the best family friendly hotel, best romantic spot, best spa and salon, and your spa is basically it's a world class spa. Let's be let's be real about it. It's a world class spa. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a nice uh, ninety nine dollar package out there with a hotel room and a and a fifty minute treatment out at the spa. It's it's top rated spa and very affordable. We're very happy to have uh, that amenity out here in Mesquite. And your sister property, the Virgin River. Got the Best Destination Casino Resort Award in the bronze area, too. Yeah, the Virgin River is a little bit more kid-friendly out there. We've got a bowling alley. We've yeah. got an arcade, a uh, bunch of things for kids to do, and, and they're also pet-friendly out there. So, you know, Virgin River is definitely uh, definitely another uh, exciting uh, award out there for us. Yeah. So just, just to recap again, you received the Gold Award in the Review Journal's annual Best Of for the Top Destination Casino Resort, which again, when you're you're playing against the big boys, how did you do this? What what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're thrilled. You know, our little gem in the desert out here is, it was recognized for such a prestigious award, and and you know, our staff we've got 25 year plus employees out here, so they do take pride in, in this award as well, and we're very fortunate to have those people working for us. But it, it's it's definitely uh, such an achievement and amazing status for us. Uh, especially over, you know, getting through this difficult year. But we did it here in Mesquite, and we received our gold award. Very happy. Yeah, it's, that's a that's an outstanding award, and I, I, I want to compliment you and your staff and, you know, all your support people there. And um, and, like, and like I said, people people are missing what is there. I mean, you got to go up and check it out. It's an unbelievable place. It's not It's not overwhelming, but it's not tiny. So it's right. kind of a, 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 a the right size. Everybody's is friendly. Um, the the rooms are great. The food is awesome. Even even your daily restaurant. It, yeah, our, our cafe our cafe is great. We have daily specials. We have uh, Chinese specials. We have uh, authentic Chinese chefs cooking in the kitchen seven days a week. Uh, really happy about that. We have a, a steak and, and lobster special in our cafe. 
which is an, an amazing, uh, amazing meal as well. Right. So if you're interested, you can get, call 877-GETAWAY. That'll be 877-438-2929. Or visit mesquitegaming.com for all the information about the hotel, the spa, the golf course. Like I said, it's a one-stop destination for, for whatever you need. It's Whatever you need, it's there. They've got it. They've got it covered. Yes, we do, and we're very happy about that. So come on down to Mesquite and uh, check out the Casablanca Resort. Well, we want to thank you uh, for coming on the show and letting our listeners know about the, the awards that you've won in the great hotel. have been talking with Julia Abuzide, the general manager of the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. Thanks, Coach.